What's up, guys? This is Joey coming at you live with the Stay Fly Outdoors podcast. We are so excited you guys joined us today. It's been a while. Um, I can guarantee you one thing. We haven't been hiding under a rock. We've been having a lot of things going on, but we are back. Today is the first show, the icebreaker again. And uh, before we get into everything that's been going on, we have a special guest, guys, a huntress. So you ladies tune in. Uh, this girl here, I, I called her earlier a second ago and told her she was like the human version of a shot of fireball. She is definitely full of uh, spunk, and uh, we are so excited to have her on as a guest. And so I'm going to let her take a moment to introduce herself before we get into the show. So take it away, girl. Well, my name's Priscilla Harrell. I'm from the big old town of Ashland, Louisiana, in the middle of nowhere, and I have probably a bigger passion for hunting than any woman I've ever met, and I mean that in the most humble way possible. <laughs> that, that sounded very humble. <laughs> I understand that. You know, I think that's what's funniest. I think people fail to understand is some people, they just, they go hunting every once in a while, and then people like us, it's it's not a way of, you know, just passing the time. It's a way of life. It's when season's over, we're we're prepping and getting ready for the next, you know, the next deer season or turkey or whatever you do, fishing, whatever. It never ends. It's a year-round job for sure. <laughs> so uh, right now, what what when does y'all's uh, bow season? Is that what opens up first in Louisiana? It is. Our bow season opens October first. And then everything just fans out from there. I don't want to brag, but ours opens up September 26th. I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, I'm jealous. (laughs) But y'all, you know, uh, I kind of wish ours went a little, uh, waited a little bit longer because it is so. Now, clearly, you're the only guest I'm probably going to have on this show for a while that I can say it's really hot. And you're going to be like, dude, you don't got a clue. Arkansas gets humid. Clearly, Louisiana wins on that deal. So, (laughs) Uh Oh, most definitely. You can step outside, and I wear glasses, which obviously I can't wear them whenever I hunt, but you can step outside, and your glasses just instantly fog up from all the humidity and the heat, and it's terrible. Now, I heard that you guys got mosquitoes there the size of hummingbirds. Is that true? Oh, yeah. You step outside about August or September, you're going to get carried away. (laughs) You got to be careful with that. (laughs) That's funny right there. So, I just want to say bottom of my heart um i've I've known her for uh, about four or five months now we're we're facebook friends and if you guys look you got to add her on facebook her tiktoks are hilarious um but uh the first thing i noticed is she she loved the outdoors and like she said it wasn't a normal passion this was something that is rooted within her her entire life and you can tell that by the way she carries herself and the outdoors and, and, and the things that she posts on Facebook. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming and being a guest on our show today. We're excited to have you. You are. And thank y'all for having me. The first huntress on here. And that just, I tell you what, the world needs more women hunters. I strongly agree. It's tough being a woman in this man's world of hunting. <laughs> I know you probably never heard it. You know, women can't hunt better than men. I know you've never heard that, right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, uh, I know a few women that hunt and uh, got a, a, a girl that I actually was raised with. And uh, 
man, she she's diehard and she lives all oh, she moved off somewhere, but I can't even remember where she's at. I'll creep on Facebook. Yeah. I I uh I love to see men and women out there. My wife has actually went hunt with me a time or so, but uh, <laughs> it didn't last long, but you know, she lets me and she supports me and she supports this. And, and so I'm just, I'm so grateful for the women that do hunt. Thank you guys for, for changing the, the, uh, the love of hunting to something deeper because a lot of the women that I know that hunt are die hard. And to all the women that don't hunt, thank you for supporting the men that do so you know shout out to the ladies tonight um real fast the reason we've kind of went vacant on the podcast is my wife got very very sick um we found out uh april 29th was my last show uh if you guys tuned in with that with matt drury and um we it wasn't too long after that we found out my wife um was very sick and um she had uh severe ms and she has it and so we've been kind of trying to take the steps uh it was a a lot of long nights of her uh, being very sick and a lot of pain and not eating for three weeks. And so I, I appreciate you guys for not questioning. Maybe it's, you guys really didn't uh, know that we were gone. I don't know, but I appreciate you guys, you know, for the prayers I, we had. A, it was overwhelming the amount of prayers that were reached out and sent to us. And we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts and know that we're back and uh, what better way to get back on the scene than with the firecracker here. I'm going to call her the Louisiana firecracker. That's her new name. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so, back on topic. Now, I'm assuming that you loved bow hunt. Oh, I do. And I actually didn't really take up bow hunting until, you know, three or four years ago. Because I was always scared of it. It was, you know, I was more or less raised, going back to the subject of men versus women and hunting, I was more or less raised that that was a man's thing, you know. So it wasn't up until recently that I actually started bow hunting. And ever since, it's like you can't get the bow out of my hands. It's it's an addiction. You know, when I was young, I used to gun hunt a lot. And, uh. Man, I'm, the first deer I ever killed with a bow was a doe, and I oh man, I was I was hooked from then on. I, I do ninety, probably ninety five to ninety eight percent bow hunt. I take a gun that my grandfather passed down to me when I was a, about fourteen. I take it every year as a tradition. I've never shot anything with it. Um, it's just never worked out. But uh, uh, I love to bow hunt, and so um, you know I I'm so ready. We went out. And, put some cameras out uh, about two weeks ago and I told grandpa I said man I, and it was whatever reason Arkansas decided it wanted to stay at 70 degrees and it was like 50 in the morning and I told grandpa I said you know I might sweat to death because here 32 degrees I'm still sweating but man I just want to sit in the tree and wait the six weeks before season just sit here just wait till opening day so we get that for sure so I'm get, I'm not gonna lie. I'm starting to get a little bit impatient for this year's season. <laughs> just the way this year is gone, I'm just so ready. Like I just need a break from life, and I think that's gonna be no, my only no. state. You know, I know 2020 has sucked in Arkansas, so I know it sucks in Louisiana. This has been what a year! What a year! 
Amen to that. A lot going on. And, you know, I think that's how a lot of us hunters feel is we're just ready to get out, get away from society. It's my, you know, people don't understand that don't hunt. That's my unplugged time. That's, and, you know, as a minister and, and I do bike ministry and, and, and my job and everything, like we're bombarded with life every single day. And it's like, if we can get 20 foot up, man, it's just peace and quiet. Away from everybody, away from the social media, yes. just nobody bothering you. No. Oh, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> so I'm going to ask one question to kind of tie into this this show. I told her when we first talked uh, just a little bit ago that I want to I want to hear from the Huntress side. I want to hear all about it. So I want you to tell me who is your biggest influencer, first off, of you being in the woods? That's going to be probably a close race between my daddy and my papa because they both, you know, from the time they were able to get me out of a car seat and onto a four-wheeler, they were doing it. So, I mean, it's really a tie between both of them. I would say my dad had more of the influence as far as taking me hunting, but as far as being able to teach me and show me more, my papa definitely won that. Yeah. Everybody... Everybody in the hunting world has a dad, but, uh, you know, that's influenced them. But it's just something about grandpas. Like my pro, pro staffer, Papa, uh, man, that guy is is absolutely the foundation and the core that helped, you know, uh, raise me up the way that we are. And, you know, the, so I get that. You know, I, your Papa probably was a – is probably a little, little – uh, had a little bit of spunk in him, I'm sure. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Where do you think I got it from? You know, there, my grandpa, he's, uh, I think he's 79, maybe almost 80. I can't, I'm old, so I don't remember. But, dude, there's times in the woods last year, I'm like, Grandpa, you got to slow down, dude. I'm too old to, like, I'm younger than him, but I'm old and fat. And this guy's moving like Hussein Bolt through the woods, you know. Oh my lord, during like, turkey season, my papa is the same way. I literally struggle to keep up with him. And, you know, I'm young, I'm supposed to be in shape, but yeah. I'm not necessarily in shape. But, <laughs> oh, I'm in shape when I get out of the truck. But once we start walking, I'm like, Grandpa, dude, you got you to gotta ease up on me, old man. You know, <laughs> especially in the filming world. I can't let no one think that my papa can outrun me, but he can. But, uh, that's right. <laughs> and, you know, it, I tell you, and you, how you're probably the same, but how many times I've gave my grandpa the best hunting spots, and I've sat at the I've sat at the base of a tree, not even hunting, just sitting there, staring at the ceiling because you know up the trees, just looking around, just because I wanted him to have the best spots, you know, because they they did so much for us. I agree. So, what is your most memorable hunt? Oh, Lord, you're going to make me go back to years and years ago. And probably my most memorable would be it was a turkey hunt. Right. And my grandpa, whenever I was younger, he would always, you know, do all the dirty work for me. I call it the dirty work, the roosting the turkey, you know, locating them, scouting. He would do all that for me. So I really didn't have to worry about it until I got older and kind of was just like, yep, you're on your own. I'm tired of this. <laughs> but um, so he roosted the turkey and 
we got up 4.30 or 5 o'clock that morning, getting ready to get out there, and he tells me, he's like, you know, this is serious business. It was my first long beard ever. It's like a serious business. You gotta, you gotta take it serious. And ever since, like, that's kind of a running joke in our family now is how he told us, you know, this is serious business. <laughs> but, so we get out there, and he thought he had roosted the turkey somewhere else. Well, right where we were setting up to get ready to call him in is exactly where the turkey was roosted. So we ended up spooking that turkey off, but it just so happened 50 or 60 yards out there, there was another one gobbling. And fast forward 15 minutes, that turkey wasn't gobbling no more. He was flopping on the ground. And so I think that was probably my most memorable and you know that that will live on for all of your life, and then the the generations after that. Uh, same same thing here. You know, I I told the story on this podcast, and so you know, it's a quick summary is kind of same deal. My grandpa took us. We got a family farm in Arkansas, and we're down there. It's me, and my grandpa, and my little brother. Now he's been hunting with me my whole life, and but he's never actually took the gun or did any hunting he just went with me and uh we're all three sitting in this big old blind and uh there's not a whole lot goblin there's a few but they're they're hinned up and they're not really doing a lot but there's this hen that's staying she won't go away she was there for like two hours i ended up getting a video of her sleeping on my foot and i told my grandpa i said if she don't know we're here we're good well i let out a good quick uh cluck and purr and uh nothing well about five minutes later, that hen moved over to about 15, maybe 15 yards away. And I just happened to look to my right. And here it come a, a, a good big Jake, you know, uh, one more year, he'd have been a good Tom, but he was a big Jake. And in my mind, he was seven foot tall, you know, and he was just walking through real quiet looking at hen. And I remember my grandpa looking at me, his heart was racing. My heart was racing. At the time, we didn't know it was a Jake. Well, he fans out, and we see he's a Jake, and I look at my little brother, Billy, and I said, you ready to shoot this thing? And he looked at me, and, girl, I'll never forget my grandpa smiling at me because he passed it down to me, and I was able to pass that down to my brother right next to him. And uh, long story short, hand the gun to my brother. He laid the hammer down on it, flipped it back in the air, harvested that bird, and that's a story that I'll never forget in my life, and my grandpa you know, the matriarch of, of who we are, same with your papa, is uh, it's a special time. It really is. I don't, I don't think there's any amount of money that could buy those moments. Oh, there's not. And then, you know, when especially when you're younger and even now at 22, just seeing my papa's face light up, you know, he gets happier for any of those grandkids killing anything than he does out of killing it himself. And I think that's, I think I'm starting to pass that on to my friends, children and, you know, everybody else's kids because I get more joy seeing yeah. a kid shoot Absolutely. a deer, catch a fish. And yeah. I know that's something that I've learned from him for sure. Yeah. So it's not, you know, just the basic hunting skills. It's, everything else yeah because you know once you once you harvest your 
your first deer or bird or yodi or hog or catch your first fish at that moment you can tell a lot about a person either they're gonna it's gonna get inside them and they're not gonna be able to shake it or they're never gonna do it again and i've yet to meet a person that has done it and harvested in some way or another and didn't return back to it me either and i'm very thankful that you know i've had all these years and all this family that does share the same passion because like I say, I really don't know who I would be if I wasn't a huntress. Like right. I, I just couldn't imagine. No. Well, you'd be a city slicker and then I just had to make fun of you. Nothing uh, against city slicker. I know there's people in the city that hunt, but, uh, you know, you're talking about first, but we got an opportunity to take my nephew and my dad, which my dad, my dad raised us to hunt and fish and, we fished a lot of creeks and rivers in our lives and he got to see my nephew catch his first smallmouth. And it was like, man, I don't know who, who was smiling bigger, my dad or my, my nephew. And, you know, it's like, man, you know, Lord, I wish there was more times like that, especially 2020 needs more times like that versus what we're dealing with every single day with the media and all that, you know, Oh, definitely. It's, I think, you know, society in general just needs an outdoors break, if you will. Yeah, no, you're dead on. We just don't talk to Donald, Donald Trump if you're listening. We need an international sit out in the woods day. Just, just want to put that out there if you're listening to this podcast. But, uh, I second that. <laughs> <laughs> we got two, so our vote counts. But, uh, you know, uh, growing up, obviously as a huntress and, and, and somebody that, that has, you know, um, been the female hunter your, your whole life. Have you ever felt like you've had to go above and beyond to prove that you're a, you're, you're an outdoors hunter and things like that. Have you ever come up like down here? It's not that big because we all want the women to hunt, but have you felt that there where you're from and, you know, what's it like to grow up as a huntress and like you say, the man's world and how do you, how do you, how, when you go out to the woods, how do you prepare yourself mentally for that? I mean, well, you know, the thing about it is I've always been around people that are, Oh, well, you're a girl. You can't do that. Well, you know, just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I can't do that. And I'm one of those stubborn, strong-minded people. I can't tell. Not even <laughs> scouts on her. <laughs> and it's just kind of hard, you know, to not want to prove myself. It's like, oh, you're a girl. You can't do that. Okay, well, I'm about to show you that I can. <laughs> you know, so don't underestimate me. That's funny right there. I, you know, I got a, I got a wife the same way. You know, she's the uh, sweetest thing in the world, but boy, she got a, you want to talk about, arg- you know, arguing, she got a head of stick as a brick wall, and I tell people, you're wasting your time because she's not budging, and I'm glad that there's women like that. We, we need you that. Definitely, in order to, you know, be in this field or hunt, fish, anything, you definitely have to have a strong mind. You definitely have to be strong-willed for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, men will try. I mean, you know, I'm not knocking men or anything. No, but you're right. They will try to knock you for it. Oh, absolutely. 
you know I, so I've always I don't want to say I felt like I had something to prove but I've always tried to prove myself right. and an example of that this past April it was actually right before you did the last podcast April 22nd I had went up to Arkansas with some friends and we uh, went turkey hunting up there and I ended up being the only one out of all of us to actually kill a turkey. There you go. And I was the only girl. So, I mean, you know, that <laughs> was like the highlight of my year. <laughs> oh, that's good. Right and there. I still brag about that to this day. Like, if they're giving me trouble or they're giving me a hard time, I'm like, well, I was the only one to kill a turkey up in Arkansas, well, and I just shut them down. Now, now, now it's even worse because now there's a podcast with a story in it. So, we're going to put this sucker on viral. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know and i think that's i think that's awesome that that and and, and i tell you I, i'm really thankful to be brought up in this because of the camaraderie you know there's a lot of messing and joking and and talking trash but that brotherhood male or female um when you especially if you're in the woods with somebody i, I tell people all the time and you can attest to this you know you might you might just be friends but if you ever go in the woods, you may not even harvest. You're going to walk out brothers and sisters. Oh, for sure. I absolutely agree with that. I, uh, I think that's, I think that's a bond. You know, I tell people a lot, uh, if you go hunting, it's, it's a brotherhood. I, uh, or, you know, sisterhood. I hoping to get to take my sister hunting for the first time this year. And I, I told her, I was like, sis, you know, it's, it, it's just different. It's a, it's a spiritual side, you know, God and, and man and the outdoors and it's a bond. That, oh, there's but, definitely nothing like it. You know, I, I'm not talking to, you know, there might be a little bit of bonding when you go buy your first pair of shoes together or something, but I'll tell you, man, you get out in the woods, that, huh, it's just that adrenaline rush is just unreal. And then, you know, the good thing about that as far as the brotherhood stuff goes is, you know, it's okay for them to give me trouble. It's okay for yeah. my friends and family to give me heck. They but once it. they figure out someone else is, you know, it's like everybody's jumping in and we're ganging up on this other person. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I, man, I, uh, I took a buddy of mine hunting. Uh, his name's Mario. And he'd never been hunting a day in his life. I mean, never. Not, not nothing. Well. He, uh, he said, I want to go hunting. I said, all right, I'll take you hunting. Well, it was day one of Modern Gun, and it was literally peak of the rut. And I've been watching this good-sized nine-point for about two or three weeks, but he never would come in within bow range. And he was just still on the other side of the property. But I knew all the does were coming through my spot. So I told him, I said, you know, it's, it, I texted him the night before the picture of that buck because – I was walking out, and he walked right right within 300 yards of me. I text him. I said, his days are numbered. Well, my buddy shows up, and he shows up in soccer shoes, smelling like Taco Bell, because it's open 24 hours a day down here. Smell like Taco Bell, a bright, bright red shirt and brown pants. And I was like, oh, dear God. And he smells like tacos. I was like, oh, my God, here we go. So – I'm, 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 you know, I'm jacking with him. I'm talking trash to him all the way to the woods. And I sit him on the ground and I just take a, a camo wrap and I wrap it around him. I said, don't move. I no more sat down. My gun was still on the ground. And I usually hunt from a stand, but I, we were hunting on the ground. And 
I told him, I said, they're going to come out fast. Well, I no more got my gun set down and looked up. And I heard something moving, so I grabbed my grunt and I hit a, a snort wheeze. And I mean, it was instant. That buck was sitting within 25, 30 yards of us. I looked back at Mario. He's about to bounce out of that camo wrap. You know, I'm like, God, if they, he's going to see all what he's wearing, that deer's going to spook. And, uh, or he's going to smell the Taco Bell. And uh, I uh, waited for that buck to drop his head to eat, and I picked my gun up. And I, I hit a grunt. And as soon as I did, he lifted his head and swung out 12 yards. And I smoked him. And he dropped. I'm talking right where he stood. And I'll never forget that moment when I looked through the scope and that deer was gone. I thought I missed him. And before I could do anything, before I could be excited, I looked up. My buddy Mario was running to the deer. I dropped him. And he was out of scope. But Mario was so excited, he ran to that deer before I could even get He got his hands on it. He's screaming, woo, you know. And instantly he became a hunter and he still hunts to this day he was hooked that's awesome dude i'm telling i i i had to wait five minutes to have my moment with my deer because he was the one hooping a hollering and uh he sets the deer down and we just happened to see a big doe come across the other field and i kind of looked at him and i nodded and he nodded and he bought his he bought one deer tag and uh Smoked that doe, and he just started crying. We chest bumped half the way to that doe, and like you said, he's he's always and he still hunts to this day. And it and it wasn't I was busting his chops. You know, you showed up in soccer shoes, smell like Taco Bell. But I'm telling you, man, when he smoked that doe, when I smoked that buck, he it was that was just it. (laughs) It was it. It was over. He was hooked. But, uh, and there went all his money. <laughs> and that, yeah, and I told him, I said, you know, I'm always going to make fun of you and make fun that you showed up in soccer shoes, but I'm just glad he showed up. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, it's like you. It's, it's, it's a sisterhood or brotherhood that cannot be matched. If I could get any of my friends to actually come hunting with me, I have one friend that does hunt. When she has time. She's a nurse and, you know, she works a lot. Yeah. But if I could get any of my other friends into hunting, I'm telling you, we would be unstoppable. I guess it is. <laughs> well, I tell you, thinking about that, I'm going to try to get with you this year because I would like to try to get you on the show. Um, we'll figure out a way to either get you in an episode or get a hunt with you. Um, and uh, you can out hunt us. We don't care. We, we'll brag for you. But, uh, I want you to know it really means a lot for you to take the time uh, to 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 just take the time on a Friday night to, to hang out with us and, and be a part and be a guest. And uh, you are absolutely probably one of the most energetic people. And I'm so glad that you're a part of this and being a part of this journey. And uh, I'm glad that you came on the show. Absolutely. I'm glad y'all had me. It's good to be here. <laughs> you know, it's good to breathe. Had to stop for a second, sit down, and yeah, not think about everything I still have to do before October first. Which, oh, by gosh. the way, has been a real challenge for me yes. because I did break my collarbone about a month ago. Well, you can't do that. It's been kind of hard to draw a bow back, but I, I can uh, still do it. <laughs> I had a bike, a motorcycle wreck about oh man, it's probably been close to 15, 20, uh, 15 years. 
and I broke my collarbone. And I'm telling you, that was the most miserable break. It was just, it's, it, people don't realize that's the frame of your entire body. You know, some people break their leg and that's it, but your collarbone, man, that's the main frame. You've moved your pinky toe and you're, you feel it in your collarbone. Pretty much. <laughs> and so I've had to get accustomed to that and try to stay up with my walking and yeah. and stuff. And yeah, but thankfully I haven't had to go out and feed or anything like yeah. that. Thankfully my family is gracious enough to take care of that for me. <laughs> you know, usually we're already out there in prep, but with this COVID and you know, my papa being, uh, you know, 80 years old, I, I've had to do a lot by myself, but we are absolutely ready for my birthday is the 27th of September. So 26th, I'm in a stand and 27th, you know, so it's always my early birthday present to myself when season opens up the 26th or 27th. And uh, we're, we're, we're ready to get out there and knock them out. Uh, guys, this won't be the last you hear from her. She's, we're going to have her on uh, as much as she'll let us. And uh, I hope you get out there this year and you just smoke a monster. And uh, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you again for being a guest on here. You are absolute blast. Well, thank y'all for having me. Yeah. It's been fun, and y'all definitely hear plenty more out of me. I've got, <laughs> you know, more than enough stories to go around. Well, we will we will get back to the – and I, I think that's something I'd like to do on a podcast is uh, get a couple different people and just tell some stories, swap some good stories, you know. I, I think in the woods I'm fixing it. Cut down here, folks, and uh, end it. But, uh, you know, in the woods we, we see a lot. And we see things no one else gets to see. So, you know, we got stories, that's for sure. <laughs> Most definitely. Some of them believable, some of them not so much. We don't but care. They're do definitely we? all there. <laughs> they're all there, truth or not. It's kind of like fishing stories. <laughs> that's also very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, you have a blessed night. Thank you again for being a guest on our show. And I hope that. You have an awesome weekend, and I hope that collarbone gets a lot better, and you're ready to rock and roll October October the 1st. Is that what you said? Yep, October oh, 1st. October the 1st. If there's any big bucks listening to this podcast, if you're if you're stupid enough to listen to, to Stay Fly and you're a deer, you better watch out if you live in the state of Louisiana because it sounds to me like the uh, Louisiana firecracker is going to take you out. So oh, she's going to try. <laughs> she's at least going to try to scare you. All right, girl, you have a blessed night, guys. I appreciate you hanging out with us. Just listen to this, uh, you know, chew the fat and um, just, just chit chat and get to know a huntress. I'm telling you, man, women get out there and hunt. Please get out there and hunt. We absolutely love huntresses and we love what they do. And so get out there and knock them out. Show them boys what's up. And uh, from here at Stay Fly Outdoors, I thank you guys for joining the podcast. You guys have a blessed night. Stay fly. God bless.